Star Wars 7x7, episode 489. Today we're going to talk about the state of the Empire inside the new novel Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. But first, we're going to take a bit of a detour thanks to the posters that were released on Wednesday by the folks at Star Wars. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 Podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and yep, they did it again, and on a Wednesday, which is uh, more normal for... (laughs) What happens with the fine folks at Lucasfilm? They've released character posters. In case you did not see it on the wire yesterday, they released five posters featuring full face shots of five of the characters from The Force Awakens. The characters are, drumroll please, Kylo Ren, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Rey, and Finn. Again, no Luke. They are rubbing his absence in our face. (laughs) And significantly, they're all designed similarly. We have Kylo and Finn both holding their lightsabers up in front of their faces, both uh, blocking their right eyes. And we have Han Solo holding his blaster up at the ready, and it's also blocking his right eye. We have Princess Leia surrounded by data screens and a green stripe going across where her eye is. And lastly, we have Rey with her staff, and that, of course, is also propped up to be obscuring her right eye. I'm trying not to read too much into it other than they all are of a piece, which is kind of neat. But speaking of reading too much into things, uh, there's one thing that definitely needs some commenting upon, and that is Carrie Fisher's sharing of her image. In fact, the way it was done was that Han Solo's image and Kylo Ren's image, those were shared at StarWars.com, and then Carrie Fisher, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley all shared their own images at first on social media channels. So Carrie and John posted it on Twitter and Daisy posted hers on Instagram. But whereas Daisy and John just generally enthused about the posters themselves, Carrie Fisher's went up with this comment, Oh Luke, don't ask for the moon. We have the Force. Force uncapitalized for some reason. And hashtagged it with the Force Awakens. So what in... (laughs) In tarnation, does that comment mean, oh, Luke, don't ask for the moon, we have the force? <sighs> is she just playing around, or is it an actual snippet of dialogue from the movie? With her, you can never tell. But I got to say, of the five posters, there's something about Carrie Fisher's poster that I really, really like, and I think it's my favorite among all of them, actually. And I'd love to hear what your favorite of all the five posters that were released is let me know at the blog post for the show's episode at <laughs> sw7x7.com. And we'll have all the posters there linked for you so you can check them out too if you haven't seen them already. They'll be nice and neat in one place for you. Meanwhile, back to what we've been talking about this week, which is Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. And we don't get a heck of a lot of detail about the Empire itself In the novel, we are definitely in much more of an intimate affair, especially considering that this is more about the Twilight Company itself than it is about 
what's going on in the Empire. So the Empire and the pieces that we get of it really only exist to create conflict for the Twilight group. One of the major parts of that I'm going to say for tomorrow's podcast, and that is the events that take place on Hoth, but there are three bits of things that essentially happen related to the Empire in Twilight Company. One of them, of course, is the hunt for Twilight Company and Governor Chalice, who we mentioned briefly in Tuesday's podcast. So Governor Chalice, of course, from Haterall Prime is what uh, is where she's at, and she has been apparently assigned there as a punishment because it's an out-of-the-way place, but the logistical information she provides gives great value to the Rebellion, potentially, but also to the folks of the Thunderstrike and Twilight Company who act upon it and go on several daring raids to do damage to the Empire's warm machine. Secondly, you get a picture of life on Sullust, which the Imperials occupy and basically have all of the Sullustans enslaved. And much of this is shot through the eyes of a trooper, SP-475, who is also smuggling supplies, food and medical rations and whatnot, to her uncle, who owns a cantina in town. While a resistance cell is also building on Sullust, and eventually the Thunderstrike winds up on Sullust too for the big finale. And thirdly, we have the Star Destroyer Herald with Prelate Verge, who is running the Star Destroyer, who has to recruit Captain Tabor, Satoron, I guess we're going to try it, Satoron, uh, who is recruited from his cushy academy job to try and figure out what Governor Chalice and Twilight Company are up to so as to track them down and recapture or kill Chalice if necessary. So ultimately what comes out of Twilight Company is the fact that the Empire is doing business as usual. In fact, there gets to be a point where there are a flotilla of damaged spaceships that then ultimately the Herald manages to track down because the Thunderstrike Twilight Company's ship has been damaged and is leaking hyperdrive fluid, if I remember the specifics correctly, uh, to the point where they can be tracked. And it sort of ends up being a Battlestar Galactica scenario where you've got all of these ships limping together and... I seem to remember one of the first episodes in the new series where they had to jump into hyperspace every 33 minutes, and it was happening like that, the way the Herald was tracking the Thunderstrike, where it had to be jump, 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 jump over and over again, but still entertaining nonetheless. All right, let's have that trivia question. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Last time we asked you the underlying color of R2-D2's head dome, and that is silver. Today's question, who complained to Luth on Hoth that he had no approach vector? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you're forced to use a blaster to defeat a cyborg, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not uncivilized, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!